You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Dad says, choose one, honey. You can't be both. (laughs) (laughs) Liz would not be happy with that joke. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 121, the Yuletide edition. And real quickly, let me say, because last week came up in conversation about her and, and the feminist issue. And I was like, yeah, we talked about you in the podcast. And now she's like, I want to listen to it. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, some of it might <laughs> offend you. <laughs> I was like, but don't think it's nothing. I wouldn't tell you to your face. <laughs> substitute all of it will offend you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I was like, oh, well. Maybe I shouldn't be trying to draw in people with, uh, you know, divergent worldviews into into our podcast. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I was like, it's nothing I wouldn't say anyway. Uh, all right. Well, what do you got, man? Uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's still going on, actually. Yeah. Uh, which is Happy nice. Hanukkah, Liz Stillman. Yes. Come here. Don't you two start. We're just getting going here. Take your colors off. There we go. Gurk has been celebrating the Hanukkah, you know, hardcore, man. Has he really? Well, yeah, every day we got an update on the Instagram of the next candle lit. You know, Gurk's living it up. How do you like that? He's got a couple little kids or? Yeah, yeah, he's got a couple little rugrats running around, you know. He's, uh, you know. Friggin' fighting a good fight, you know, Mr. Union Negotiator, celebrating the Hanukkah, you know, Instead hanging out with the one, kids, giving them reasonable gifts like socks and whatnot, because that's what I hear one, you get on Hanukkah. Uh, what? Instead of one day of presents, they get eight glorious nights. Yes, or eight crazy nights, as Adam Sandler would say, right? Oh, eight crazy nights. Yes. Eight crazy nights. So, uh, how was your, uh, how was your, what are you doing there? Oh, scratching my beard. <laughs> Never knew it was coming off. It was so funny. The podcast uh, came up over Christmas, so we're talking about uh, we're talking about the podcast, and uh, you know they're just they're kind of throwing jabs at all of the uh, you know all of the technical malfeasance and the and the you know sub suboptimal production <laughs> elements that we put in. Now you're talking about them bad mouthing our. Technical difficulties. Okay. The, but the problem is that they think that's the best part of the show. <laughs> they think that's the best part of the show. <laughs> and their 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 shining example of that <laughs> is your inability to work a microphone. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, I really need to a... invest in the headset like at the um <sighs> like at the drive through. I can't believe we haven't made we've made it this far. It's 121 episodes, and I still haven't invested in and that. You still right? haven't invested in the in the headset, but uh, you know what's funny about that? How you're saying that? I was 
I was telling somebody, I was telling Jacob a few weeks ago, for a while I want one of those little Italian espresso pots, you know, the little stovetop espresso pots. Yes. And yes, I yes. wouldn't buy it even though it was only like 20-something dollars. Because, like, I'm not spending 20-something dollars on that. And then all that time, I spent fucking thousands of dollars on stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I refused to drop the 25 fucking dollars on the little espresso pot. Yeah. You know, and then absolutely. finally I bought one on Christmas week. You know, and I was like, I got the six cup one that I made. And I was like, this doesn't even seem like that much coffee. Because it's this little, you know, it's espresso shot. It's espresso, you know? of course, of course. So then... So the Christmas week I bought, I got it like on last Thursday, you know? Yeah. Christmas morning, I'm over there at, or Christmas afternoon, I'm at my sister's house talking to the brother-in-law, and that comes up because I had packed my sister's gift in the box, and she thought she was getting one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, you got me this? I was like, no, no, open up, you know, and there was all kinds of cheeses in there. But uh, but he, but they already have one anyway because that's how he likes to drink coffee. And he's like, yeah, I got the nine cup one, boom, you know. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's what I should got. I just never had one before. I didn't know six cups. I didn't know it would be so small. I thought it would be a nice for at least a good size for a mug, you know. What is a uh – What's a serving of espresso? An ounce? It's two to be ounces? Two ounces, but it's not really two ounces. You know, it's a little less than two ounces. Probably in actuality. Um, it's supposed to be six, 12, two ounce cups. So, uh, Jeremy and Melissa, and, and obviously the girls, but J- Jeremy and Melissa are the driving force behind the gift, uh, got my mom the Nespresso machine. Oh, those are fancy. Very fancy. Yeah, I mean, you got to so, be fancy to have Clooney in your commercials. Exactly. And Danny DeVito. I yeah, don't but Danny DeVito comes cheap that. these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great commercial, by the way. Yeah. Um, it made me want to get one. SNL did a good spoof on that commercial like a year ago. At the very least, it made me aware yeah. of the product, and commercials never make me aware of the product, you know? Yeah, I know. So my- those commercials that the guy from SNL used to be on for AT&T, this is a Beck whatever, Yeah, where he's sitting around like in the preschool with the kids asking about stuff. I did not know that was for AT&T for the longest time. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know? either did I. Okay, so case in point. Yeah. So the Nespresso has uh, had caught my attention, and uh, Melissa and Jeremy got it for for my mom, who's a big coffee drinker, um, but not particularly a big espresso drinker. She likes her she likes her coffee, her big, uh, you know, twenty ounce or twenty four ounces of uh, bold dark roast coffee. Okay. No no, no sugar, no milk. That's, that's no sugar and milk. Damn, that's no intense. black. Straight up. Yep. So they got her this, and um, I was excited because my Keurig, my my single serve uh, coffee maker, um, crapped out a couple months ago. So I've been trying to like piecemeal my coffee game together. Once in a while, I'll make a big full pot of coffee. Um, you know, old school drip coffee. Okay. Um, I'll go to the coffee shop and, and bring my own cup and fill that up. Sometimes I'll just go to the coffee shop and get, you know, one of their cups, whatever. 
it's just it, I'm really inconsistent. I'm not in a good place in my. You should get a life. French press because that's what I use otherwise. Okay, and I'm also a fan of the French press. So there you go. Because it makes very strong coffee too, and it's and I like strong coffee. They say it's I the like best way to make it on those. If you ever watch things about coffee, you know, because it draws the most out of the. Uh, I think when I was in Jackson, my mom, I think my mom had bought me one because um, we had this conversation. And this is it's very apropos that that you bring that up because it's a it's a perfect parallel to the Nespresso conversation. So, um, yeah, a couple days after Christmas, I'm just I think it might just be me or um, my sister and and the kid and Eric had gone to go visit one of her friends or something. And I was just left at the house, just kind of hanging around. And, uh, so I had asked my mom, I said, Hey, did you, uh, you know, just check out that Nespresso? That seems kind of cool. And she said, no, no, I haven't checked it out yet. But then a few minutes went by and there were some rumblings in the, in the living room where the, you know, Christmas tree was and, See, my dad emerges with the Nespresso machine, and now he's starting to kind of fiddle around with it. And I think somehow it got translated that I wanted them to open the Nespresso machine, right? <laughs> so my mom <laughs> Like me- you who didn't give the gift to him, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, as if you're pushing him, make some Nespresso. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so... So my mom nudges my dad, you know, and that's just typical. That's just how it goes. You know, my, my mom gets an idea and, and my dad executes the idea. So he's, he's fiddling around with it, but he's getting real frustrated because he's really been exhausted this week. Like, you know, wrapping hundreds of gifts for the kids and, you know, up all night and going here and going there. And he's just exhausted. And yeah, he's yeah, only yeah. 70, you know? So he, he just can't keep up with that anymore. And he's just tired. He wants to sit down and, you know, go to sleep or whatever. But my mom's pushing him to get this Nespresso machine set up. And he's getting a little all frustrated. For all for me. <laughs> and my mom said, my mom says, uh, uh, are you gonna you gonna have an espresso, Matt? Matt said he wanted an espresso. Matt, you're gonna have an espresso, right? And I didn't necessarily want an espresso. I just wanted to use the espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now they've gone in. They've gone the whole nine yards. You know, they've got the machine set up, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? You know, yeah. and I don't want to contradict her and be like, I didn't say I wanted an espresso. I wanted to see the Nespresso, and even though I, in in retrospect I didn't want to contradict her, I think I actually did contradict her in real time. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I end up making. Um, I took it was late, and I wanted to go to home, and I wanted to go to bed, so I used one of the decaf espresso pods, which I knew they would never use. And I made myself a little um, macchiato. Okay. Fo- foam the milk, and then you know poured in the the serving of the of the espresso, and uh, and it was good. Yeah, I imagine it was it good. Was. Those those are those types of drinks you only ever get at like a coffee bar because you never have the tools. Yeah, that yeah. You need to make it. But that. apparently, the, uh, what I read is the. The stovetop espresso pots, the BLATs, technically aren't espressos. 
because it needs to be forced through like in the machine does, like what you have for it yeah, to truly okay. be a real espresso. Okay. But I know it produced friggin' some strong ass coffee though. And but you but you have to buy a, an espresso grind. grind yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I I have some. Uh, I have Cafe Bustello, which is a Latin coffee. You know. Right. Yeah, because they make right. strong coffee. You know. And I got a couple of bags of. Uh, well, it's Cuban coffee, but American. You know, because it's everything that was Cuban became American once. You know, the embargo started. You know. Right. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so it took me forever to buy that six-cup thing. And then last week, you know, they're like, no, this is the nine-cup. He's like, this is what I use. I was like, that's what I need, a nine-cup one. Damn, that's what I should have bought. And then they give me like a – but then for Christmas, you know, the brother-in-law and sister give me like a $25 gift card to Amazon. So I go on the next day, and then I see they're selling the nine cup for $27.01. <laughs> Down from normally 50 bucks or whatever they were charging for it normally, you know? And I went in. So what? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So after taking years to buy the first six cup, which I finally did the last week, I ordered nine cup one and just got it today. <laughs> so which one? which one is it? I got the nine cup now, the Bialetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the Bialetti what's Mocha the... Express? M O K A Express. M O K A. It might normally be like forty something dollars for the nine cup, or forty bucks or whatever. But it was a twice. And then the other incentive was Louisiana passed a law because there are a bunch of morons down here. Uh, which so beginning Sunday, you're gonna have to pay friggin the tax on Amazon goods. Oh, okay. So you got in under the gun. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck it. I better buy whatever I want before I got to pay an extra 10% on it because it's state and local sales tax. You got to pay on it, you know, which is basically 10%. Oh, what a bitch. Yeah. I mean, that's bullshit because what's that going to do? That takes away like, because, okay. With stuff that you can go only get on the internet, the free shopping's shipping's all right. But if I can just go to the store down the street and buy it for the same price, I'll do that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just such, it's just short, such short-sighted bullshit. Oh, we fucked up and we blew all your money, so it's because of Amazon. So we need to get taxes from them, and Amazon's not <laughs> fighting it. You know? Right. It's Amazon's fault. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the reason Amazon's not fighting because I know they have other states where they're doing the same stuff. Because it's like it's probably like up to twenty something states now where they deal with it. Probably, I think, and I've read about this before. In fact, Amazon was pushing for internet stuff to be taxed, and the reason they were pushing for it is because they're so big that they can afford to deal with all the bullshit that comes with it. Uh, and it'll knock out the competition. Yeah, knock out all the smaller competitors. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, very subtle, Mrs. Esterhouse. Very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking so. up the mocha. The yeah, it looks good, man. Mocha. It looks good. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, uh, apparently that's what all the Dagos in Italy use, they say. 
Well, they don't the, say uh, Dago's in Italy. They say all the people in Italy. <laughs> the uh, the guy I do work for, uh, Dave Popkin. I, I, short of calling him my partner, because I'm not, I'm not his business partner. But I mean, essentially, we're partners in in our endeavors. Yeah. Um, he uh, when you go to his house, he works out of his house as well. But we 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 use that as the as the headquarters. Uh, so we'll meet up, and he always has that little. Uh, his is probably a six cup. Okay, yeah, uh, that's what I that's what I have, and that's what I've been using. But, but you know, it's good to have both, I guess, because whatever. Because I don't always don't because I don't think they're designed to make less than you're supposed to make with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. So, right. like, if you if you don't want all of it, you make the six cup. If you want nine cups, you make the nine cup. Like, it's not designed. Oh, I only want three cups today. You know, because that's just not how they're designed. So, I mean, before we, you know, log a full 30 minutes on, <laughs> on coffee, coffee, yes. what, uh, wh- what do you do? Do you, you take the espresso and, and put a little milk in it or how do you drink it? I just drink it. You know, like I, uh, I throw a little sugar and a little cream in it just like that. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not too, uh, I kind of get very frustrated drinking coffee. Because I don't like waiting for it, so I've been drinking a lot. I I drink it over ice a lot of times, you know. Oh, okay. You know, I I I, I put the I put the sugar in first. Yeah, I put the sugar in a cup and pour it in there because you know it'll uh, the sugar dissolves better like that, you know. Yeah. And then and then I'll throw a little cream in there and just pour it over ice, you know. And that, and I can drink it for a while because still it's so strong. That it even feels like, you know, you just can't pound it like a regular iced cup, iced coffee, you know? Right. Because it's right. really dark coffee. Yes. You know? And it's funny I, um, how you're saying your boss, not your boss, but your partner, your whatever he is, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, does that. Because, like, Damien, my brother in law, is into people that are into those, like, they swear by them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, uh, you know, and I was like that way with the French press, you know, and French press people swear by them. And the French press is great. But the problem was, you know, you can't use the French press with that fine of grinds, you know? Yeah. And the the thing about, so you go over his house and he's there, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, head over and do, you know, load U-Haul trucks or whatever. So we walk in and he's like, hey, you want a cup of espresso? And... I like coffee and I like the taste of coffee, which is why I kind of like espresso and I like espresso drinks. But I also like the process of drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I like a large cup of coffee. I like to have it. I like to grab it. I love to take a sip and it still be hot. Yeah. But then, you know, 15, 20, half an hour later, I can still drink a lukewarm cup of coffee because I like having coffee. Yeah. You know? I mean, when so I the, like it hot, I like it like that. You know, like where I can drink. I like having enough that I can drink it for a while. Yes. Like you're saying. Yes. I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. And I guess with the espresso, what you can do is you can make a regular pot and also make espresso and just throw a shot, a shot or two into it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the, the the Nespresso machine because it did. It let me make a little like foamy, you know, Starbucks 
okay. you know, coffee bar style drink, which I used to drink a lot of, but you know, that's a lot of milk. Yeah, those, it is. You know, in those drinks, that's a lot of calories yep. that you're just eating away for no reason. So, um, I've gone to just the, as we know, a, a micro penis size of cream, uh, in my coffee. So the funny just thing enough. about that is, like, there's a little insert card and the box that the uh, that the little pot comes in. And it's like how to make all those little those drinks, like the americano and all that. You yeah, know? right. Exactly. You know, like that's the, cool. I yeah, the parts that you gotta do. You know. Yeah, and I dig stuff like that. I dig yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so that's good. Happy. Well, Merry Christmas to you then. Yeah. Good ju- good but there was no that. hijinks or anything. Uh, at the DeSantis family Christmas? Yeah, because I know that there's normally hijinks. Yeah, yeah. And, well, there's it's it's a it's a it has many moving parts. It can be chaotic, usually, right? Usually, it comes off very very well, um, but it's just it's a lot to get to that point, especially when you're the guy who has nothing else but that thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So even when uh, even when Ange and I had to go somewhere else, um, I still didn't have any kids. So like my focus was still on other people. Yeah. When you have kids, problem. it's all it's all about the kids, and rightfully so, right? It's not anybody else's fault that I have not outgrown my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> right. See the That's difference the- between you and me is this, like. I'm kind of over Christmas, but that's because it's it is for the kids. It's like when I have kids, I'll probably be reinvigorated, you know. Right, right. All right, sorry. Now so go on. From my standpoint, one of the frustrating components of really any holiday in the DeSantis household is the organizational component, because as we've also talked about, I'm the firstborn, and I absorbed. A lot more of the, you know, of the tradition and lore, and we're not a big tradition family. There's only, a, there's only, it's everything is unspoken. Yeah, you know, but you're the keeper of, the of whatever is there. there I, and is. I try, and I find that to be very important. So I've, I've positioned myself to the keeper of the lore. Um, the problem is, is that some of that's practical, but some of it's not very practical anymore. You know, half of the family lives out of state. So it's a whole different ball game. But I do know this, and I've picked it up uh, this Christmas more than any other Christmas because people were explicit in their, uh, in their position to me that there is a need for more directive when it comes to these holidays, right? So my mom's position <laughs> is always like, well... If I let everybody kind of have the maximum amount of flexibility, everybody will be happy. But the problem is nobody's happy because there's too much flexibility, right? So everybody wants, and especially in our family where my parents are still the the dominant force. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still a 43-year-old kid in in the relationship between my parents and myself. You know what I mean? Like, there's some some families, the dynamic changes where, you know, the parents just kind of go along for the ride um, or maybe even get phased out entirely. But, yeah, yeah. 
you know, we still all take our cues from our parents, uh, from my mom and dad, but they become less directive in their cues. But the problem is they don't become any less opinionated in their cues, <laughs> in their beliefs. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they, they kind of want these things to fall together, but we haven't figured out how to make it happen. Right. In all fairness, like it's still, it's only a few years into this process, you know, but you only have a few years of the process. So you kind of got to get it right. But in talking with everybody, they were like, Hey, listen, do you know what time anything's going on? Can we get you know a little little clarity here? Well, you know it's kind and, of funny about that. Sorry to interrupt real quick, but yeah. over the weekend, like for the last two years, we did brunch. And my sister said, and then my sister at the last minute this year is like, yeah, I'll do it again this year, but no one set a time. So it was yes. like it was like one something on Sunday, and there she's calling up. She's like, where are y'all? It's like, well, no one set a time, so we all just figure we're generally coming over there in the afternoon at some point. <laughs> Right. So that was the big dilemma. And that's always the big dilemma. And that's where if shenanigans are to happen, this is this is the window. Yeah. Because we have brunch. That's the traditional meal for the for the And Santa's what time is it Christmas. supposed to begin? Okay. It has never been assigned a time. So what would happen was um we would come We'd get there, we'd open presents, and then we'd the kids would open their presents, which are a lot. My parents like go overboard on of Christmas. Of course, because they, that's what happens with grandkids. That's why they're spoiled. Exactly. And it, as a matter of full disclosure, we had crazy Christmases as well. People who come into our family don't believe the extravagant nature of the Christmas. And that's a that's a combination of a few things. I think it it's it comes from two people with two different experiences and backgrounds when it comes to Christmas. Like my dad was like dirt poor and, and had no Christmas. Yeah. And my mom was like, you know, my grandfather was a cop and, you know, they had two kids and it was, you know, Rockwellian in, in their, you know, yeah. in their applications of, of so Christmas. So your dad probably wanted to overdo it since he had nothing, right? Yes, and then my mom... That's what it, my mom was like with stuff. Like, of course, we couldn't get everything, but she would try to give us what she could give us because she was poor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she overshops at the grocery store because she wasn't able just to buy all the food they wanted when she was little. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what Christmas was always yeah. like. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Like you, if you were to ask any of my brothers and sisters, that's not lost on us. We get it. There's no point during Christmas where somebody is majorly inconvenienced because something is going on. They're like everybody toes the line. They get it. Yeah. The problem is, is over the last couple years, um, since Jillian has gotten married and then um, Jeremy and Melissa have moved out to Pennsylvania, the timing gets thrown off a little bit so you can't have christmas open presents and then have christmas brunch and then go back to opening presents and still let josh and michelle get on the road to go to where they have to go next yeah because they gotta pay multiple family visits right exactly and they gotta do their own christmas at their own houses too right yeah, so now that starts yeah. to So they got to do in, Christmas right? morning at their house initially. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And and Jeremy 
and Melissa have a Christmas Eve that they throw, and then their kids are up late, and then they're going to have to get up the next morning and then open all their presents, and, like, you don't want to rush a kid out the door. You want to let them have fun on Christmas. Yeah, he wants to play with his toys, because usually your parents are buying you the best toys. Yes. Because they're supposed to. Now, the kids buy into DeSantis family Christmas because they understand what an anomaly this thing is. So, like, they like to get to my parents' house. And they're really family-oriented. All the kids are really family-oriented. So they love seeing each other. And, like, they know we don't open presents until the whole family's there. Like, they, they buy it. They get it. They're into it, right? So yep. we switched it up a little this year, which which it sucked for Jeremy, but it worked out for everybody else. <laughs> is we had uh, breakfast at nine. Oh damn, that's early. At your parents' house, you had breakfast at nine. Yeah, maybe nine thirty. Still, that's intense. Yeah, it was nine thirty, um, and everybody was there except for Jeremy and and his family, and they got there at eleven, which is when we targeted opening presents. Now it sucks because they didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. So at that point, they're probably hungry. They're hungry, and you know they've been up. You know, in the last whatever twelve hours, they've been up for eight of them. Yeah. You know, so they have little kids who who want to experience Christmas. So like that's just the deal of being a parent. So the food stayed out. So like Jeremy got himself a plate while while the kids opened presents and. Um, we loosened it up a little bit, and we, I use the royal we, because it's really, <laughs> I loosened it up a little bit, because yeah. I, I was not as, I was not as hardcore, um, there was a round or two of watch each of the kids open their presents, you know, because that's, that is what I got out of Christmas as a kid, was that, honestly, it's, 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 it's just as much about what is going on around you as it is what's happening to you. Yeah. It's not just the give and receive. It's also appreciate that everybody else is having this awesome time and appreciating that awesome time. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's when the adults open their presents and there's a good amount of presents for adults as well. We, we go one at a time. That's how it goes. Regimented stuff. We pick somebody to go first, and then that person goes first, and then we go around the room. And then, then so the kids, by this point, we let the kids go do their own thing um, because they're still little. They're antsy, you know? Yeah. But the adults open their presents. And then we all convene again for family presents. That's the last set of presents. So at this point, all we've been opening presents from my parents one at a time, and that takes a long time, you know? Yeah. It takes it takes about an hour, hour and a half, so the kids come back in. So Jeremy and, and Melissa missed breakfast um, proper. You know, the food stayed out so they could eat if they wanted to, um, and then the kids opened the presents, and we let the kids do, uh, you know, just a little, okay, you go, you go, you go, you go, okay, now everybody go, and they they showed everybody their presents, but it, it sped up the process a little bit, which helped out. So I think that helped move things along because then Josh and Michelle 
weren't late for their next thing. They were on time for their next thing. Because they had to go to her parents' house at that point? Uh, I think they go to her grandparents. Oh, she, still, she still has grandparents that are that are living. So, um, so they have a real intense Christmas schedule, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then, uh, so a lot of times my mom's youngest brother uh, will come over. Um He's hit or miss sometimes. It depends. Like, I don't know what it's the. He's the one who got the kidney transplant. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So nowadays it's been on his health. Um, but even when it's not on his health, it's on his. You know, it's it's on his willingness to participate. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but this time he did not come. So it was just me. So he wasn't willing to participate this he year. He was not willing to participate this year. Uh, it was just me, Jeremy. Um, and his family and Jillian and her family and uh, we had a you know kind of traditional Christmas dinner. To be honest, I don't know what a traditional Christmas dinner is. We had a a pork uh, rack rack of pork. Okay. Um, you know what I'm talking about the crown. Yeah, I saw one in the grocery store the other day. I was looking at it because I was wondering how you prepare it. Yeah, you you put it in the oven, you stuff it in the middle with like a bunch of sausage stuffing and. It wasn't very good. My dad wasn't very happy. It's like, um, I think we've only been doing it three or four years, but it's, it's, they're trying to make it stick, you know, like that's the tradition. Make that the tradition, the rack. Yeah. Which to me, I could care less about the food part of the tradition. We could order pizza and I'd be cool with it. I like the morning part of it. Yeah. I love the interaction, the giving of the gifts and the, you know, obviously the receiving of the gifts is pretty cool. Um, but it was good. It was good. And I think most importantly, I got, I kind of got a nod from everybody to, uh, to push the more regimented agenda in the future. So I'm psyched, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I my bummer was I went over there and I brought my waffle iron because you know, that's what they want. Yeah, my waffle yeah, right. iron blew out, man. Oh no, shit. Yeah, you know my dad's like I can fix it. I was like, it's not even worth fixing at this point, man. Buy another one. He's for fifty bucks. You know, he's like, no, I'm like you can't even see. When are you gonna fix this? Because it probably is something simple to fix. But in the end, I let him take it back home with him. You know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna slip it in and bring it to. The friggin' charity, you know, when I donate all my clothes and stuff. Because I was due right. to do that since it was the last week of the year, and I need one of those receipts, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he took it, so I was like, all right, I don't think that, I don't think he's ever gonna get that waffle iron working again, but whatever. Well, but, you know what's funny is uh, on, a, on a similar note, my stove crapped out. Ah. Uh, and it's the oven, and. The burners work, the the range works, and the broiler works. Is it electric or gas? It's gas. Boogie, woogie, Uh. woogie, woogie. So, um, the... uh, Wait, so the actual, the oven itself does not work? The oven itself crapped out. Damn, that sucks. I I did my research, and all it is 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 chances are it's it's an igniter switch. Yeah, yeah, it's probably something easy to replace. Totally easy to replace, but not easy to replace. Like it's you know what like, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time I ordered the part, make sure it's the right part, you know, disconnect the gas because I only know how to disconnect it from the house, you know, not just that one line. Um, yeah, you know, all this stuff the that's right like dangerous. Tool. 
you know, like it's going to cost me 120 bucks in my time and effort to get it fixed. Yeah. If I try to do it myself between ordering parts, waiting for parts, you know, getting it done or calling somebody and making sure that it gets done right. And, but then I'm going to watch him and I'm going to kick myself because Cause you could have done that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I picked that, up some of those times like that where it's like, I could do it. And then I realized like when I had an issue with my AC and the guy came and, and so he's like, dude, your house could have caught on fire. The shit was fucked up. And I was like, yep, I couldn't have done that. Totally. <laughs> now, I've picked up, when I had all those furnace problems last year, um, remember when I had to replace my furnace because it crapped out in the middle of February? Isn't that such a pain in the ass when I own a house? It's like, yes. that stuff never happens when you're renting. It only happens when you own. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So I watched the guy do the fix, and... He's like, well, here's you know, here's what you could try to do: replace this piece, blah blah blah. It ended up being a totally busted system, but he went through the minor fixes, yeah, and and showed them to me. So now I can apply those like um, those same skills to to like minor projects. Christmas time or Thanksgiving when I was uh, deep frying the turkey, yep, the bur- the burner kept going out. And I I had gas and I had a clean line. It was no problem. But what the issue was, was the, um, one of the heat sensors was malfunctioning Ah. and I know how to fix that. You take it out and you temporarily, you scrape off all of the, you know, all of the, the, the resin on it and it gets a, a fresh connection and you can start it back up. Is it, you know, is it as good as new? Probably not. I need to replace that that sensor, but I knew what to do to get the thing back up and running, you know? Yeah. So it's not totally wasted, but I, I wish I could fix the stove myself, but I'm not gonna, you know, but, uh, I could probably, I could probably fix the, uh, wall fire. So if your dad doesn't get around to it, ship it up to me, I'll ship it up to you. I'll and spend <laughs> $30 on shipping a, Fifty dollar waffle iron, you know. I'll take a take a whack. I'll take a yeah. whack at it. So. Um, what was I gonna say? So, but you got a really awesome gift for Christmas this year. Didn't I you? did, I did the the holy grail of uh, of personal smoking, the twenty uh, two inch uh, Weber Smoky Mountain. That's a big rig, twenty two inch. That's the one both Peters brothers have. Yeah, and that thing Peters has are. The one, the Peters brother that I have personally witnessed, it's a huge rig. Yes. I mean, yeah, that took up a lot of room. It's 20, obviously, it's 22 inches, but the box is like 26 inches. Um, so I can't even get it into my basement without taking it out of the box. <laughs> so, um, which is what you got to do, of course, because you're in the winter climate and you just don't want to leave it outside. Yeah. Um, and just the quality. So I have a smoker. I have a little tiny bullet smoker. Uh, it's 18 inches. It's probably, um, I don't know, th- three feet tall at its biggest. Uh, at You know, at most, it's three feet tall. And um, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about it sucks. Hey, guys, come on. Come on. Get, go in the bed. Get in the bed, will you? I'm doing a podcast here. Oh, oh they've been. I've been at my parents' house since Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah, so they're freaking out. 
Oh, uh, they're just they've been in they've been cooped up. Separation now. anxiety, yeah. huh? They want to be up my ass, but now they're wrestling, which sucks for whoever's home because they shake the house, you know. So anyway, um, it's uh, it, just the quality of it. <laughs> I gotta see if I can get these guys to go downstairs. Hey, come on, relax. Go. Get down here. Go. 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 <laughs> Go. Oh, Christ's sakes, like a circus around here. Yeah. So, uh, just the quality of of the the smoker that I had, my old one, it it was horrible. It's it's like sheet metal, you know, real thin, uh, drafty. And I like it was a fight to get anything done, to get anything cooked, right? Yeah, yeah, like constant. Like when I read about those Smoky Mountains, that they're pretty much run themselves almost. Oh, it's incredible. It's like, uh, it's like ceramic covered with enamel, you know, sheeted on the metal, <clears throat> totally insulated. Like you can't beat it. It's uh, I'm. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And it's so easy to use because like the drafters are in the right place. It's got legs. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got a huge door. These are all things mine didn't have. You know? Yeah, and the the twenty two has a real big door on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got a bigger door than than the other ones. And I've amassed all of the, you know, ancillary accessories. I have a good um, digital probe, uh, okay. wireless digital probe of the Maverick. Uh, that, that you hook um, up to the meat and then you yeah, stick and that can out sit inside. while it cooks. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's um, a good thing to have. I got the Weber comes with the with a cover. Um you know, I've got a regular meat thermometer. I've got the gloves. I've got uh, Josh got me a bunch of different types of wood. My parents got me um, some really awesome cookbooks. Oh, awesome! And um, you know, I've probably you're ready to rock and roll once it's I, smoking time. Yeah, and what I'm disappointed about now is that it's not smoking time because in reading a lot of the reviews and 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 on a lot of the forums. Um, you know, guys are like, I've had this, you know, smoker 10 years, and I smoke once a week. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Once a week. That's some quality food. Yeah. Of course, that's you a know? lot of time just smoking. What else do you do with your life when you got a whole day to smoke shit every once a week? Well, my guess is that these are guys uh, who live in warm weather climates. Yeah, who are retired. Retired. Um, or this is their thing. So every Saturday, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe Sunday, you know, Saturday they do their yard work and Sunday, uh, you know, they get up and well, you know, the funny thing door. is, you know, like I went and bought that smoker from the guy tonight. I was asking him, he's like, oh, I got so many smokers, <laughs> you know, yeah, which is really funny because <laughs> I watch uh, the YouTube channel I get all my stuff from. Uh, all my recipes or instructions or like how tos is uh, is uh, if you Google JB the Cajun cook or something, yeah, he's uh, he's a yeah JB Cajun cooking. 
He's got his own YouTube channel, okay. Louisiana Cajun Recipes, and he's from Baton Rouge. Okay. And um, he's 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 a funny guy. He's probably in his late fifties. Um, you know, he's a he's a cigarette smoking, Miller Lite beard swilling, you know, middle aged man from from Louisiana. Uh, and he's got a you know real dry sense of humor, and but he's a he's a really good cook, and he's got like four or five different smokers. Yeah, I mean, yesterday when I was researching this, I was looking at some videos, YouTube videos, by guys that put that stuff up, you know, and they you know like they all have their channels, you know, one of those guys, and he's yeah, because it was like this is how I use my Weber Smoky Mountain. I think he had a twenty-two. And he's showing all the retrofitting he did to it himself, you know. See, that's crazy. Like, he put on a new uh, thermometer and all kinds, and he had other stuff that he had had changed up. I think he put on a different door. You know, like, he, he took it and was making all these modifications on his own. It's like, that's when you're really friggin' serious, when you're modifying the shit, you know? It's a $500 appliance. Already. Right. <laughs> and you're modifying it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy. those people that put those videos up are intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, what I like about this guy is that... JB the Cajun? AJB the Cajun. He really focuses more on on what it is he's cooking. You know, he's giving you like a recipe... On how to do it, and he doesn't get all preachy about you know, use this kind of smoker or what you know. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of old school in that sense. He's I'm gonna have like, to whatever. look his stuff up. Yeah, and he's funny and he's good. That's how I learned how to do the first thing. Like when I did the butt was just looking at those internet videos, and everything came out perfect. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and they're right on. You know, and you yeah. can tell by the the amount of views that they have, and you know the upvotes and stuff. That's a really pretty good way. Um, oh, let me give you one update about what I did for the Christmas thing. So you remember we talked about the locks and everything? Yeah, yeah, the, yes. You know, yes. I ended up just straight up making locks. I just cured it and I didn't smoke it. You know? Okay. So after, so last week. In preparation for Christmas. I don't even know if we talked about this. We might not talk about a, it on air. But. I made a bunch of uh, smoked cheeses. I cold smoked Oh, you showed me the, the smoked cheeses. That was that seems like that was like before the salmon. That was before the salmon. You did Gouda and whatnot. Yeah, so what I wanted to do was try out some cheese. And then I test ran the salmon. But I was... I was going to cold smoke locks. Yeah. That was my plan. Um, because you can smoke salmon. You can. Yeah, you can, you can smoke th- it straight up. Yeah. You can throw a filet on there, and that takes a couple hours, and you got a And you know, I think a hot- what you were doing is what they refer to, I guess, as Nova locks. Y- yes. Where you cure it, then smoke it. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So I tried out a small piece because I wanted to bring some to Christmas, but I didn't want to kill my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried a small piece and did it, and that's the picture I showed you. And then I did the process again the following week to bring to Christmas. So in that process, we had had a conversation um, in which you became hip 
to the lox game or at least yeah. the salmon game. So what ended up happening? What'd you well, do? Well, I just decided I was I I still have some in my fridge actually because it's it's so damn good though. But yeah. I you know I had a big slab and I cut it up into several pieces you know, and I and I just cured it. I did I did the same thing you did sixty hours basically. Okay. Because I came home, you know, it was a night of Rogue One. I got home, and I got home around midnight, and I started curing. I did the salt, brown sugar. I threw some dill seed and then black pepper on it, you know? Yeah. And and then just like, you know, at first I was going to smoke it, and then I was looking more and more on the internet, and I was like, oh, wait. You know, straight up locks is just like this, like grive locks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the Scandinavian scene. I was like, that's fine. So I don't have to fuck around with smoking it, <laughs> you know. And I tasted it after. I was like, "This is damn good." And then, but before they even got to that point, because I'd already decided I wasn't going to smoke it, I was like, "You know, I really should friggin', you know, bring some of this over." And it's like I'll make bagels. And I was like, "I've never made bagels before," but but I was like, "I got that fucking stand mixer. I should use it," you know. So I looked up. And the thing is, like, you don't realize how little time you have to do anything, even though you have the whole weekend when it's Christmas. You know, all the crap you got to do, you know? It's incredible. Yeah. So it like, just flies by. Yep. Like, Saturday, you know, Saturday's my mom's birthday, too. So I had to go get food for her birthday. And I was picking that. I had to pick it up earlier in the afternoon. But I was in the process of, like, making these bagels and I made one recipe, which was the first attempt at it. And this recipe was like, oh, do it. It was all like, do it all within a matter of hours. And I hated it, you know? <laughs> so then I found another. But then I had to go get my mom's food for for the party later on. The Saints game was at three-something. My buddy's texting me. He's like, oh, you want to meet me for a beer for the Saints game? I was like, yeah, sure. But then... You know, that never came off because I was like, wait till I get there. You know, it was almost halftime. He's like, dude, I'm already gone. I can't sit in the bar by myself. So that didn't happen because I found this other recipe and they called for more stuff. And I had to wait for all that to get done because you got to wait for it to rise first. You know, then I put it in the fridge and then I had to wake up the next morning and pull it out like 90 minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up all early on Christmas morning doing this shit. And... Finally, that stuff comes out. And part of the problem was everything calls for, like, uh, barley malt syrup. But it turns out you just can't buy bulk barley malt syrup everywhere or anywhere. Right, right. You, you got to go to like a health so food store. Substitutions, which are brown sugar or honey. So I wasted a lot of time looking for that shit when I could have just used honey right away. You know, yeah. so I spent yeah, yeah, more yeah. time running around the stores. But I made, but I ended up making the bagels the second thing, and they did end up turn out pretty damn good. And I brought them over, and they're like, eh, I didn't tell anybody I was doing this, you know. I made yeah. like some poppy seed ones and sesame seed. I made a salt one for myself because I always like salt bagels. Yeah, it's my favorite bagel. Yeah, it's a good bagel. Yeah. Um, and then I, they're like, Oh, you made this, you know? And then, and then they had the bagels, and then they didn't know I made the bagels, and my mom's took. He's like, he made the bagels? I'm like, yeah, I made the damn bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I've been up since fucking 7 in the morning baking this shit. 
So wait, what do you do? Do you boil them first? Yeah, and that's the second recipe I used. A, it had different mix, like different formula for the actual dough. And another thing is the boil, which was a better recipe because the first boil I did didn't call for added bacon. So the second one did because apparently it's the addition of bacon soda into the boil, which allows the bagels to brown properly when you bake them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's you, the only way to do it, yeah. Yeah, so, we, so what I had to do was I made the dough one day, you know, and then I let it rise for an hour, you know, an hour or so. Then I took it and I made it in the bagel rings, you know. Yeah. Which yeah. weren't even that great because it was my first ever bagel rings and I was trying to rush through stuff. Whatever, I could have made them better. In the future, I will make them better. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, when you're on a time, you know, it's like, yeah, you yeah. don't need to be perfect, you know. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so, and then I put them in the fridge overnight. You know, they probably sat in the fridge for 18 hours because... I think I finished like having them all done by the time the Saints game was like probably in the first quarter, so around four o'clock, you know. So I yeah. put them in the fridge, and then I got up the next morning. And you let them get out basically back to room temperature for like an hour and a half, you know, so they can rise again, you know. And then and then you boil them in the concoction. You know, you boil. You know, honey was a replacement for the because you put you also put the honey in the mix. Because I guess that that uh, that's gives uh, you know the bagel sort of its taste, you know, is yes. that sweetness, you yep. know, and then uh, what is it? You got some salt, a baking soda, and that you boil each one of them, you know, for like one or like two to three minutes, you know, two minutes on one side, one minute on the other side, or something, and then you, while you're doing that, you set your oven basically to like five hundred degrees, you know. Hot as hell. Then yeah, right yeah. before, you're, right after you're done boiling them all, you lower it to 450, and then you throw them in, and it's like, you know, I had them on eight minutes, looked at them, turned them around, and put them in for another eight minutes, and they came out, and they were perfect. Nice. They it's, look good. It's not even that hard, really, to make them. You know, because breads are hard, but bagels aren't like other breads, you know? Like, right. Right. Real bread's a hell of a lot harder to make than bagels, you know? Yes. So I'll make them again because it's they're better than the friggin' bagels you can buy in, the, buy in a store down here, you know? Yeah, you sent me a picture of them, man. They look good. Yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with myself. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, and I know you can understand this. I was like, you know, I'm thinking, man, I'm like a renaissance man. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what's funny is I do I do appreciate yeah. that and I do understand that it's like I cured my own locks and made my own bagels you know yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh it's just funny it's like why did it take so long in my life to start learning how to do all this stuff it's like I could have been having smoked meats and cured salmon for the last 15 years and having fun doing it yep yep of course I right? never really had the proper place to do it but still sure that 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 plays a big role the proper tools and having uh, your own kitchen yeah you know yep exactly yeah i can i can appreciate that so uh well good job man sound like a successful uh 
Sorry, I should have covered that earlier. Just totally forgot because it's you know we're like a week removed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. What uh, what else you got? Anything good? Well, so you remember it was probably like a month ago when I sent you a picture of that Craigslist smoker. Yes. You know, and I was like, no, no, I shouldn't buy it. And you sent me that picture the other day of of what you got. And I was like, huh. I wonder if that, if there's still a smoker on there. So I Google, I, I search smoker on Craigslist, and there are lots of smokers, but a lot of them are very expensive. You know, like you know your classic drum smokers, you know, that can handle like a whole pig. Yes. Type of stuff, but that one was still on there. And the last time it was updated was December 21st. I was like, oh, that guy still got the smoker on here, you know. And of course, not every time there's a Craigslist ad means it's still active because. Sometimes people sell and never remove their ads, you know? Right. And the last time, you know, this is like, so this was yesterday that I see it up there. And, well, I think I might have said something to you on Tuesday about it. I might have sent you a text about it. But Uh, I think you did. Yeah, because I saw it on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I'm like, in the morning, I was like, yeah, might as well. And even though his ad said, call me, don't text me. I was like, well, I should email him because I don't know if I'm really – because it's awkward if you call, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you got to make up a decision there. You're not calling just to not buy it, you know? Right. But because of your thing, I I looked. I was like, oh, there it is. So I sent sent the guy an email. Like, it was like 9-something in the morning. I was like, is the smoker still available? You know, and I get a response from him. Uh, And, you know, he's like, yeah, you know. Uh, He's like, yes, it is. So then my next – question was because he had it up for 180 i was like would you accept 150 dollars you know <laughs> and that's a good counter offer yeah because i'm thinking he w- i'm thinking he's gonna accept something lower because it's obviously been on craigslist for a while right you know and he and, and his response is straight up no with a period which is in the sentence by the way yes <laughs> but it's just no you know, so then I responded to him. I was like, that's fair, but is there no room for negotiation? And right. his response is, maybe a little, you know? I mean, he's had you, like, maybe a little. Like, what the fuck? And I, yeah. and then because it's my next one was, which I thought was kind of funny, was I was like, well, let's make this happen before I change my mind. <laughs> yeah, see, good for you, man. Because you know what? When I encounter those guys, yeah. I say, fuck you. End of negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave like, you a legitimate offer. One you listed one eighty. I offered you one fifty, which is, which is a perfectly acceptable offer. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to take it. That's totally fine. But then you got to come back with something. Yeah, not just no. I was like, no. Well, let's make this happen before I change my mind. Ha ha. You know, I said ha ha because I didn't want to make him think I'm just being a dick. Right. You know? Right. And right. Especially because it's all an email, so you never know attitudes. I'm like, what do you need? I don't hear from him again. And then I get a text message, uh, an email from him this morning, call me, you know? So I get to the office and I call him. And I was like, hey, man, you know? I was like, I was like, dude, this is Craigslist. You got to negotiate. You know? <laughs> told him. Right. I was like, what do you need? And he's like, 160, and- you know? Yeah. You know, like from the no to like 160, it's like, why couldn't you have just said that right away? Of course, because he and probably it- thought about it. Exactly. He realized how long it was up there, how yeah. many calls he had gotten or not gotten. Yeah, and obviously he probably got none. Right. You know, because if he would have accepted, 
160 before somebody probably would have paid you know he probably would have got his money for that already you know yeah how uh how old is it you know he told me he got it from another guy that he bought it from someone and he said he replaced stuff i mean you can tell maybe it's a little bit but it's but it's in fairly good shape you know yeah and listen like that's he replaced not... he replaced grates on it because because he said the guy he replaced a couple of grates because one, the guy was using, I think he was using the second cooking grit, because you know it's a two-level thing? Yes. I think he said the dude was using one of those as a charcoal grate, you know? Oh. So he weird. replaced that, you know, and I think he replaced something else on that he was telling me. But it's in perfect shape, you know? Like, it's just used. And for the fact that, you know, I would literally have to spend with tax and everything twice as much for it new yeah no doubt no doubt man because it's 300 with tax it'd be 330 dollars and i paid 160 so hey i'm happy and you're you can cook day one yeah like it's already it's seasoned like yeah you know your temperatures are going to be exactly what they're supposed to be uh you know even with a smoky a smoky mountain if it's a new if it's a new smoker, you gotta. I have to cook something in there to, you know. You know, that's what's funny. That's something I've I've learned just since I got more into cooking in general the past few years. Everything, any metallic thing, basically, even like those Mocha Express pots, they need to be seasoned. Everything, yeah. because you know you get a metallic taste the first few cups. You know, exactly, man. Exactly. Everything needs to be seasoned. And th- this is the other thing, the plus, which is another reason why I said, fuck it, I'm buying a smoker. The guy's building my deck, and he's going to be finished with it tomorrow. Oh, it, nice. You know, it looks really awesome. It's going to be really nice when it gets when it's done tomorrow, too. You know, like I went out there at night, it's almost done. And it's like, man, this is cool. It's a lot of space. It's like 420 by 20, you know? That is cool. Yeah, and it's like, well, I'm going to need, you know, I was like, this is great. I'll have the smoker now, you know. I can hang out on the deck and shit, you know. Um, When you got the, uh, when you started smoking on the kettle uh, that you have, and I went and got, and I bought the used uh, Weber yeah, kettle, yeah, yeah. I I was thinking twice about trying to get a new smoker. I'm like, well, you know, I could probably do everything on here. It's a 22 inch, you know, Smoky Joe. Uh, I see a bunch of stuff about it. Liv did it. Maybe it's overkill to get the the smoker, the Smoky Mountain. Yep. Blah blah blah. But I was talking to the guy, and he he was having none of it. He's like, no way, man. He's like, they're different things. Like, and you know what? Use for everything funny thing how you say that is because i was like do i really need this and it's like yeah i smoked that butt on it came out perfect you know yeah but i had to do all kinds of like little things on my own and modifications to get that done yes exactly you know i had to like do my own make my own little pan of water make a divider you know to separate you know one side of the kettle from the other side you know so it's like this, it's built for this, so fuck it, you know? Right, exactly. And if you're going to do it, it's something that takes a long time. 
and it's an investment. So you're going to want to do it right, and you're going to want to enjoy doing it. You don't want it to be a pain in the ass. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're right, man. Uh, Well, what do you got um, other than our love for smoking? Uh, That's it. I got a a, a, a couple other things that uh, we can tackle. uh, We can tackle at another point. Um, But uh, we're starting to get up there and... I know because we had some technical difficulties. You know, I was I was delayed because I was running like twenty something minutes behind, and then we had the what, technical uh, difficulties on top of it. Yeah, so we got we had strung this out. I went a to bit. dinner with my mom and my three brothers, and God, I wish I would have just said no. I can't go. <laughs> it's so stressful, you know. What uh, we usually do this show on New Year's. Eve. That's been the last couple of years. We've uh, yeah. We neither one of us have big New Year's Eve plans, but this year we got a little jump on it. I'm assuming you don't have big New Year's Eve plans this year. No, I don't think so. I mean, I was being asked about it this morning. I was like, yeah, I don't think I have any plans. You know, <laughs> and then the person, yeah, like, oh well, I'm working anyway, so it's like, well, yeah, I'll probably just I'll. I got a bottle of bubbly in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm at the point where, where I almost, even if, even if something came up, I'm just kind of over it. You know? you know, this is the funny thing. I would go to a party if there was one, like a party. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like going downtown. You know, that's a pain in the ass. You know. You got to deal with all the, you know, it's just a pain, you know. But yeah, then yeah, the yeah. other thing is, it's like, you know, you fall in this world when you're the single, a single, childless dude. You know, the parties that are being thrown are by the, uh, they're by the the frigging couples and all that, you know. Right, right. You know, it's just like you're in this. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just the way it is, you know. It's like yeah. It's almost I, like the is, Jethro Tull song, Too Old to Rock and Roll, Too Young to Die. <laughs> it's like yeah, in this netherworld as the 40-year-old bachelor. Mine's more of just a practical objection, you know, like... Uh, of it being an amateur wanna, night? Yeah, I just don't want to go yeah. out and deal with that. Yeah, but, that's why I don't want to go downtown, but I would go to a party where I was hanging out with other people. But yes, I don't want to go deal with the hubbub. Yeah, if that's what I, I don't want to be out on the streets. I don't want to be out. Uh, I don't want to be out of the house. I uh, I've enjoyed my last few New Years, but before I met Ange, I would come home from from Curacao, and I would watch um, Special Victims Unit <laughs> marathons. And my parents would have their little party downstairs, and it would be great. And I would just decompress, you know, because I yeah. use my 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 visits home from Curacao as a time to to like dry out. On well, yeah, when you're bit. coming from a place like that, yeah. So then, obviously, um, obviously, Ange and I had more traditional New Year's plans, and we went to parties and and all. Well. New Year's is one of those things. things that that if you're with somebody, you spend it with them. And she had friends in the area, mm-hmm. and like there were all kinds of. 
we went to house party. We went to a party at a hotel where you had to dress up. We went uh, to see. That's what I'm talking about. A house party, something I'd be more interesting going to. Yeah. Um, so we would do that kind of stuff. But over the last few years, obviously, um, I've been low key and just some of them have been like, you know, a little woe is me crying my beer kind of deal. And the the other ones were, you know what? I'm going to go down to the bar at three o'clock. I'm going to have a couple drinks and a cup and a burger and I'm going to get a little buzz on. I'm going to come home and fall asleep at eight o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. Um, but I don't even know if I want to do that. I, I might end up doing that. I, I might end up doing that. But yeah, we'll see. I'm trying to get past being glum about shit, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. You know. Yeah. I'm not a, a. Yeah, like I said, it's just more practical than than it is philosophical in terms of like I can't find my groove. Uh, I, I got my groove. I'm cool. It just doesn't happen to want to drive with you know an overrated holiday. Yeah. 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 No, I, so. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I I get where you're coming from. Uh, well, um, well, I guess we don't have anything else then, huh? <laughs> no, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll regroup. We got uh, we both saw Rogue One, but that's a touch and go thing, you know. You don't want to you don't want to spoil that for a bunch of people. Written all over the internet, Rouge One. Yes. I'm like, is this uh is this in the Moulin Rouge canon? What is this? <laughs> that's with uh that's the um the sequel with uh, Christina Aguilera, Queen yeah. Latifah, Patty. Well LaBelle. I think it's where you learn that John Leguizamo is actually Ewan McGregor's father. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 well, That is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's. Um, I don't know what the rest of your week is like. I don't know if you they close the offices tomorrow or if you're going to be around on Saturday. I I'm going to be at work tomorrow because I pl- we we took two days off last week. I, I'm not going in on Monday though. Yeah, hey, the termite yeah. guys coming here Monday, and then the, there's going to be football games on on during the day. I'm not going into the office. I've already decided that. I know the boss. Uh, you know when he doesn't say anything. He's hope he's hoping nobody realizes it's a holiday. <laughs> like he doesn't want to jinx it. That's why he won't bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I took all this week off. I haven't. I've done jack shit. I've been recovering from from a cold. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna ease into the new year and and not get back to uh, to work till Tuesday. So I don't know. Between now and then, maybe we'll. Um, Talk we'll about Rogue One and, or something. And, and do a little Rogue One spoiler standalone episode. Yeah, I mean, we could do like 30 minutes of that or something. Yeah, I think that'd days. be cool. Yeah, just just get in cool. touch with me because I'll probably be spending lots of time around the abode. Fair enough. All right. All right, on that, on that note, with apologies to Girk's brother, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, uh, Happy New Year, Fredo. Uh, Prospero Año y Felicidad.